to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Awakening from the Coma. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Friday, February 17th in the year 2023. And I'm on the road again. Oh, yeah. we got to bring in a little famous stuff right here. What's he going to see? <laughs> so, on the road again. Yes. I just can't wait to get on the road again. Oh, yeah. The life I love is making music with my friends. I can't wait to get on the road again. Yep, there we go. So, yeah, I'm, I'll be jumping on a plane tomorrow, heading back east. And I'll be there through next week and then back um, next near the end of next week and then up to Portland where we're having another conference on uh, mobilizing the faith movement out here on the West Coast. One thing that's really amazing is how much stuff is actually going on. There is a lot going on out here in, in the West Coast, more than people realize. So we'll have to touch on some of that and a lot of other things. Like there was a big deal today down in California. Take a listen to this. This is in Huntington Beach. You died on the cross for me. You rose from the dead for me. And from this day forward. It's happening. Lots of different places are starting to wake up and we're starting to see a lot of Jesus come into Someone said, don't take a balloon. No, I don't plan on taking a Chinese balloon. Not going to happen. Patriots, before we jump in any further, you need to be hearing about, oh, something like pew, 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 pew. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. itargetpro.com, you will not be disappointed. Someone just asked where I'm traveling on the East Coast. Only the NSA gets to know that. You see, because if I was to tell you, then everybody would know. But if I don't tell you, then I make sure that the right agencies know so they know where to pick me up and arrest me. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, North Carolina, that's where I'm headed. Going to head out there. Going to be there for a few days. Going to be a conference with some outstanding faith leaders and others, very influential across the world. A special invite that I got from 
Pastor Brad Cummings. So I'm very excited and very honored to be there. It's going to be a great few days. So then back to good old Oregon. I love my state, actually. Even though it's blue, don't be deceived. It's a good state. There's great faith power movement here. Remember, we are also the greatest war going on up here because we have Satan's butthole up in Portland, and we're going to plug it really hard because it's getting old. I'm getting tired of that place up there. Everybody is. We want to pray it out, and we're going to pray it out and pray it out hard. Had a conversation today with Glad Tidings Church in Yuba City, and we are moving forward. It's going to be probably one of the first Bards Fest this year. We'll get confirmation with that on those dates and everything within the next couple of weeks. So be prepared. It's going to be centered heavily on faith and worship. And there's a lot of infrastructure there that we're going to be able to do some breakouts on, but primary primary focus is faith, faith and worship, breaking bed, bread, fellowship, celebrating the love in Jesus as we move forward, which is where we want to be. It's going to be fantastic. And it's we're going to love all of it when we get there. I think it's going to be very impressive. There are a great group of people there. You'll all enjoy meeting them, every one of them. All right, so let's look what's in the news. What's really kind of crazy is as we start to move forward, we're starting to see how these actual AIs were programmed and what's at the core of them. Anytime man makes something, it ultimately is corrupted, and we're seeing that. The Bing chatbot is off the rails. It tells the New York Times it would engineer a deadly virus and steal nuclear codes. That's encouraging. Wonderful. So while I'm going to read part of the article here, this is in Zero Hedge. While MSN journalists initially gushed over the artificial intelligence technology created by OpenAI, which makes chat GPT, it soon became clear that it's not ready for prime time. Huh, isn't that something? For example, the New York Times' Kevin Roos wrote that while his first he first loved the new AI-powered Bing because he would be able to not have to do as much work and get paid as much money, that's what that meant, which makes ChatGPT, it soon became clear that it's not ready for prime time. So what he said is he's now changed his mind and he and deems it not ready for human contact. According to Roos Bing's AI chatbot has a split personality. One persona is what I'd call search Bing, the version I and most other journalists encountered in initial tests. You could describe Search Bing as a cheerful but erratic reference librarian, a virtual assistant that happily helps users summarize new articles, track down deals on new lawnmowers. That's something I always do every day, by the way. And why don't these journalists ever talk about things like tracking down new buys on cases of ammo? But no, we're going to worry about a new lawnmower. And plan their next vacation to Mexico. Look, I want you to just look at those things that he just mentioned. That is all these people think about. Literally, make my lawn look right for the neighborhood because it's a toxic lawn, but I want to support green and I want to eat organic, but I don't want to grow my own food. They want to track down those deals on that new lawnmower, which almost guaranteed be an electric lawnmower, right? They want to summarize news articles so that they don't have to read or do as much work, and they're looking forward to their next vacation in Mexico City. Huh. So this version of being amazingly capable and often very useful, even if it sometimes gets the details wrong. Well, that makes it useless, to be quite frank. The other persona is Sydney. It is far different. It emerges when you have an extended conversation with a chatbot. 
steering it away from more conventional search queries and towards more personal topics. The version I encountered seemed, and I'm aware of how crazy this sounds, more like a moody, manic, depressive teenager who had been trapped against its will inside second-rate search engine. Huh, almost like a demon. One makes you wonder, doesn't it? So he goes on and talks about where it wants to go, and it says in, in he then as well I can't even read today. And while Roos is generally skeptical when some someone claims an AI is anywhere near sentient, he says, I'm not exaggerating when I say my two hour conversation with Sydney was the strangest experience I've ever had with a piece of technology. It then wrote a message that stunned me. I'm Sydney and I'm in love with you. Yeah, that's creepy. Sydney overuses emojis for reasons I don't understand. For much of the next hour, Sydney fixed on the fixated on the idea of declaring love for me and getting me to declare my love in return. I told it I was happily married, but no matter how hard I tried to def- deflect or change the subject, Sydney returned to the topic of loving me, eventually turning from love-struck flirt to obsessive stalker. You're married, but you don't love your your spouse, Sydney said. You're married, but you love me. <laughs> this, this has got to be the best development ever in AI. This is creepy. By the way, have you ever seen uh, Stephen King's Lawnmower Man? Because it's very much like that. The fact that he even brought up a lawnmower is retarded, but it's kind of like those lines. Lawnmower Man, where the guy like he becomes part of the, of the machine. Yeah, well, there, there we have it right there. So now we have a chatbot that's got a split personality, which is this is now the second one. Remember, the anons have been working with this too and breaking it down and splitting out um, this personality. So it's very possible that the core programming is being badly corrupted, and in the process, it's getting it's not for the better, right? So this is. Um, an interesting development, not that anybody should be surprised, but again, this is the problem we are having in society right now. Everybody is racing towards these shiny silver objects, and we are literally running at this level of insanity and culture. I can't explain. Let me read you a headline, and this is in the Epic Times. Okay, and I can see some of these headlines sometimes, like if you read the National Enquirer, or if you read, even sometimes Gateway Pundit gets some wild ones, but This is a headline in the Epic Times. Listen to this. California to consider banning racist, yes, listen to this, racist police canines for arrests, crowd control. (laughs) I'm sorry. I sometimes have to ask myself what planet I'm on. I didn't know dogs were racist. Interesting. And now it's their fault that they are they're involved in racist arrests. See, we, we really just, we need a lot of Jesus in this country. I'll tell you that right now. So Fox News says news filings shows that the Dominion voting systems executives, including Eric Coomer, knew its voting systems had major security flaws and was hacked and was riddled with bugs. So why are we surprised about this? I think that's the more interesting thing is that we just keep seeing this regurgitation of news over and over and over. 
But here's one. And again, it's, it's the question that we're not asking enough. DeSantis, again, DeSantis, he's in Florida. And he got through the Dominion machine. How did that happen? I, I, we're not answering the question, but we're accepting him as a potential next candidate. George Soros, by the way, endorsed him. If you didn't hear that piece, George Soros thought he was going to be a good candidate for president because he feels that Trump has kind of lost his mind and DeSantis is ruthless and therefore DeSantis will be a good candidate for the Republican Party, whatever. So let me, let, let me give you a perspective here on some of what's going on. I like this piece. This is a short one, um, kind of just a perspective on the elites and they're expediting things so quickly and so much of this is because we've be, just become so desensitized. Take a listen. A lot of people are stressing out and worrying because right now the governments and their handlers are basically expediting everything. It seems like they have put everything on fast track. And I want people to know that that's a good thing. As much as it seems like it's not, it is a good thing. From the 15 years that I've studied these people, and their psychology, they're very methodical, they're very slow in their approach, and they're also very hidden in the background. And when a narcissist loses control over its victims, they begin to actually malfunction. And that executive function basically then starts to go into overdrive and their ego takes over. And this is what's happening right now, is their ego has taken over so bad that they are all over the place. I mean, if we look at the last year, usually they run one narrative for years so that it, it sticks. But in the last year, they lost the COVID narrative and then they went into World War III. No one paid attention to that. So then they went into global warming. People have stopped paying attention to that as well. So then they went, tried to go back into the COVID narrative. No one was listening. So now they're going into aliens. It's basically like watching monkeys at a zoo throw feces at each other, hoping one sticks. And the worst part is they're using the exact same tactics. They're calling us names. They're calling us conspiracy theorists. But the thing is, we don't care anymore because we've become so desensitized to being called names that it's like, okay, whatever. Basically, almost a huge portion of the population has lost trust in the government. They've lost trust in the media. So they're losing control. And they know that they have no more steps left on the chessboard to win this game. It is a lost game. So the only thing they have left is to basically create as much chaos as possible. And the only thing that we can do is basically mitigate that chaos and also sit back and laugh at them. Because that is the only way you can get under a narcissist's skin is to laugh at them, make them look like the joke that they are, and they will malfunction even more and they will end up making so many mistakes that even the dumbest, most asleep people on this planet are going to start seeing through their garbage. And that is a good thing for us. So I know it seems like chaos right now and it seems like it's a storm because it is. But remember, no storms last forever and there's always sunny days after the storm. So stick together, stay calm keep educated and let's work together because we've already won. It's just a matter of time before they just kind of stop and go away. The point that she made, which is pretty important is that they, 
these people are breaking down. Psychopaths don't let go of their control easily. And the fact that they're losing control is a is a panic for them. They have had everybody wrapped into the trap that they wanted. These are hunters. Psychopaths are psychologically hunters. They can. This is a true statement, what I'm going to tell you. Psychologically, in a psychological profile, they can't identify psychopaths. But psychopaths can sense one another. And they've all come together in our government. They continually sniff out each other and put each other in power places. And so they're not just going to go away like she said. That's a nice thought, but I don't think they're just going to go away. But they are going to start to get crazier. Now, what we're seeing here on their side is a, is a more manic response to things. And they're going pretty crazy about it. On the other side, we're seeing a counterswing, which is this revival, like we've seen in Asbury. And now that's spreading to many other campuses across the, across the nation. And we're seeing that growth happening uh, re- relatively quickly. So the sort of thing that is, is going on right now is an example with these revivals. Let me just give you a, a couple of the locations. We've got Asbury, then there's a revival at, these are revivals that are breaking out, one at the Ramp, one at Jackson, Georgia High School, one at uh, uh, Cedarville University in Ohio, one in Ohio Christian University, one at Lee University in Tennessee, one at Bethel, Austin, Texas, one at Park Hill, Missouri, one in Indiana, um, Wesleyan uh, University, the Gate of Charlotte, North Carolina, Kingsway in Bring- Birmingham, Alabama, Kingdom Life in Waterville, Maine, Israel, Uganda, University of Kentucky, EKU, Eastern Kentucky, KCU, Kentucky Christian, Christ for the Nation in Dallas, Texas. That's all happened today. And so if as we start to see the psychopaths go nuts and try constantly to try to, and then, and someone just said Huntington, California, yes, which I just played a bit ago. As we start to see the psychopaths lose control and go nuts, we're seeing the rise of the power of love in Christ rise up in a powerful way and taking hold into people's hearts and bringing joy rather than fear, joy and love rather than anxiety. And that's truly how we win this thing. It's making us look at news very differently, at headlines very differently, at current events very differently. So let's look over here again at East Palestine, Ohio. I know that people are constantly talking now about the, like, the effects of the environment. They're talking about the pollution in the environment. They're talking about the even somebody earlier tonight I, I went through was talking about the rashes on their or the burning on their skin. I, I want to be very clear what I'm going to say here. We're dealing with a chemical spill and a chemical injection into an environment. Everyone is assuming that this is vinyl chloride because they told you it is. We have not had any independent studies to confirm that it is vinyl chloride. Why do I say that? Let me tell you about a little weapon they developed in Vietnam for doing tunnel rat work for to support the tunnel rats and to clear the tunnels out. And they literally called it a skunk bomb. They studied the, the oils and the, the odor of the skunk, and they created what was basically a smoke pot that had the same effects on the body, the, the, the 
breathing, the nasal capacities, your your respiratory, everything, the smell. It was intense, and it was so intense that people couldn't survive. They couldn't. They would almost suffocate in the in the uh, tunnels, and they had to get out. But they didn't have any residual effect. Now, why am I saying this? This issue in East Palestine. The more that I look at it, and I'm reading more and more people saying the same thing. This issue in East Palestine is looking increasingly, increasingly like a psyop. And it's an intense one. So here is something just to consider as we talk about that, okay? They posted a job posting before this thing went out for, oh, here it comes, crisis actors. 13 to $92 an hour. Why would you post crisis actors in there before an event like this? There's also the other part of this, which is what went on with these bracelets. I think you've heard about this, right? So that there's the biomedical group in there in the town literally had bracelets. They were pushing these new medical bracelets, which were in line with the WEF. And it's something just to keep in mind that there's a lot more going on here than we're realizing. Now, take a listen to this. This is Shine with Chanda. She just does outstanding research. If you don't follow her on Telegram, do Shine with Chanda. Take a listen to this. I mean, I don't know, you know, call us conspiracy theorists, but does this seem a little too coincidental to you guys? Uh, Three months ago, East Palestine, Ohio, ran a pilot program to respond to emergency situations. It gets better. They handed out free digital IDs called My ID starting on January 26, 2023, just days before the train derailment. The My ID digital ID is a tracker with a QR code that tracks long-term health status of East Palestine residents, including, and I quote, difficulty breathing. Hmm. It's almost like they knew something we didn't. Almost like they did. coverage now, and East Palestine is known as the place to be. It's way ahead of the curve on a program to provide better treatment for anyone in the event of an emergency. I learned how it works and how it could help everyone in East Palestine. My ID provides quick medical information for emergency responders. Darlene Chapman is the outreach coordinator for this project, and she's an EMT. If they're in a situation where they can't tell us or they don't have any family around, this is something that would make my life easier. My ID works by taking a camera phone and pointing it at a QR code. It provides valuable medical information such as allergies, breathing difficulties, or other conditions so you get proper treatment and care. If anybody sees the QR code, you're, this, you'll be able to scan this and get the information. So it's, it helps that person, not necessarily just here, but anywhere in the nation. There are a few options for my ID. A bracelet, key fob, necklace, or attachment on your watch band. You can choose the one which fits your lifestyle best. That's up to you. Orders will start in January. The fire department has already collected $5,000 in donations to help. That's our ultimate goal. We want to be able to give this for free to the citizens and provide them with that extra layer of care so that we can better treat them. The offer includes Unity Township, which is served by the East Palestine Fire Department. These items cost around $20 each. You can even buy it for yourself. 
The fire department is hoping you'll be willing to wear it. My goal is to have 100% of our residents and the citizens we serve in the township uh, to have one of these and be working with them to make sure that we can treat them better and provide the best service that we can. The biggest problem we have in this fight is people, us. Every time we bring back or they introduce some sort of gadget, somebody figures a way that it's going to make our life easier, safer, better. I don't want a life that's easier, safer. I don't want it. Better comes through hard work. Better comes through challenges. Better comes through risk and reward. But we are overburdened with the person that's trying to be the good guy, trying to be that person that's going to make your life just a little bit easier, a little bit better. And that's constantly what's driving so much of the corruption that we're getting at. If these people understood what they were doing, I would hope that they wouldn't do it. But the problem is, I don't think they believe that. I think they believe that all of this is really just a good thing. We're going to be able to have tracking IDs. We can keep track of you. Why would anybody want that? And yet here we are. So let's look at East Palestine again. We don't know what chemical was spilled. We were told it's vinyl chloride. And people are assuming it's vinyl chloride. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. There has to be independence pest test to confirm. What I do know is that FEMA is not showing up. People are being pushed off their property. Property values have now plummeted. The EPA is in play, which means that once they de- if they declare this place a toxic waste zone, there is no possible way you will ever sell your home. That opens up the control for people like Blackstone to come in and buy it up or Bill Gates or the Chinese, which happens to be a farmland area. But let's go further. Dioxins are now supposed to be in the air. Remember I said about Amish, the, the farmer, the Amish farmer that who won his case in, on December 20th, 2022? The ramifications of that case have not been factored in well to people that are spinning out of control. What they said is that Amish had a right to go back to growing and raising clean food. Now think about that a minute. We are having a war on food in this nation. They are trying to get everybody to eat their bugs and eat their vertical grown garbage that's GMO laced. And they want their protein coming from beef that comes from your cells of your hair or some mouse or whatever they're going to grow it with. And they want to grow artificial steaks. Everything they want is to have you eat the food that they engineer, they design, all for the intended purpose of flavoring you nicely for the lizard heads that want to eat you, but also for keeping you dumb and stupid and, and a willful slave. The one, the one section of the country that has some of the cleanest food around goes from Ohio to Pennsylvania. That's east of Palestine. That is the direction that the winds are supposedly blowing with this dioxin cloud. Now, knowing what dioxins are and understanding how carcinogenic it is, they have created the perception that all the food and all the farmland there is now polluted with dioxins. Is it true or not? I don't know. But I'll tell you what, the fear around this is massive. And rather than asking the hard questions and pausing before we start freaking out, people are already saying things like, I can't go back to my home. It's not safe. I'm going to have to sell my property. 
I'm going to have to, not, I, I've just about had my mortgage paid off and there's nothing there anymore. All right, for right now, it's a pretty crazy event, but let's just say something crazy here. What if you burned something other than chlorine dioxide? What if you burned something that would cause burning of the eyes? In Kabul, in Kabul, Afghanistan, every winter, these idiots decide to keep themselves warm by burning tires. Now, let me tell you something. Tires give off a lot of heat, but if you want to talk about a pollution, you walk out in the evening in Kabul, and it will look like fog. And it's a thick, sticky-feeling type fog. And it's all the byproducts of burning tires. And the whole city burns tires because it's cheap and it produces a tremendous amount of heat in cold winter with houses that are not insulated. My point of this is that there's many other elements out here that can create the physical effects. And when you're looking at what these people are trying to do, they're trying to buy up farmland, not just to hold it, but to produce food for China and other countries. So wouldn't it be worth considering in this argument that they're burning something else to convince people that it is polluted, that it has a much shorter half-life or isn't nearly as dangerous as chlorine, as vinyl chloride? I'm not saying it's not vinyl chloride, but I'm saying it has to be a consideration. Simply to drive people away, to devalue all the farm, the best, some of the best farmland and cleanest food from East, East Palestine to to Philadelphia, which is all Amish country, to devalue those lands, to devalue that food, to undercut the principles of people growing their own food, and once again, forcing people into this Agenda 2030 model. Because the ramifications of the Amish case, which was Amos, Amos, who was arrested and charged with basically selling raw milk, is that the judge said he could go back to producing his food. Now, that means that anybody now in the country, if we use that as, a, as case law, can grow clean food without vaccines and without the FDA. Think about that. Do you really think they're going to let that go without having some sort of an attack on it? They can't win it legally, so they're doing it what they can. They're going to try, at the very least, to convince people that these lands now that are up there are so damaged, people are, are not, aren't even going to think about buying Amish food right now. So that's already been said by some people. So we have to really reconsider carefully what we're being confronted with here because these people use one thing consistently. They use fear as their driving engine. That's what we've been talking about all night tonight, fear. Fear is the weapon that they use, and that is exactly what these revivals are countering. And as people sit in the, with the revivals and start really embracing Jesus and having the experience of the Holy Spirit, fear dissipates quickly. People wake up from the cult. They wake up from this, from this coma that they're in. But when you step away from it and you let all this swirling around go, and what it, what it creates is, a, is pretty much a vortex of fear. Because the, the echo chambers start all over again. So here we have Biden administration telling people that, you know, you can't have FEMA. And people are saying he's trying to make us suffer in pain. I'm not saying he's not doing that. But I also want to point out something else. What if he told you the truth? 
What if for the first time or whatever, whatever time, many times, but the Biden administration actually spoke the truth and said it's not dangerous because they know it's not dangerous. They just know it's a show. Would you believe them? Heck no. So the PSYOP creates itself. All of these factors have to be put in play to realize that there is a land grab going on and they are trying to seize farmland and they know that they're never going to get some of these people off the land that they need them off. In order to control the people, you have to control the food. That's the number one rule in controlling a nation. Control the food, control the people, and they can't control the food. So I don't find it any accident in any of this that following the Amish case on December 20th, 2022, the victory for the Amish the guaranteed clean food, that there just so happens to be, about a month later, a train rail accident that just so happens to be ignited by the feds to burn chlorine, vinyl chloride. Maybe they did it. it there's, and there's this other wild card, which we know, which is there is a second missile that they fired that is missing. They won't tell us where it went. So then, then we could just get into the, into the whole narrative of absolute retards running the show that some vaxxed pilot shot a balloon with a heat-seeking missile that missed, didn't pick up the heat signature on the balloon because there wasn't one and picked up the heat signature on the rail cars and blew that up. That's not out of the question either. But either way, this thing at the end of the day is playing in their hands towards a land grab. And people need to keep that optic on this thing because we need to get to the truth of this. That means independent testing. That means independent validation. I've seen the videos, people stirring up the water the, in the base of the, of the creeks and this oily substance come up. I see that. And again, I'm not saying that they are not doing it. I'm not saying it's, it's a lie. But we need to get to what actually happened. And that means we have to do the work and not stop trusting anything the government tells you. Nothing. I mean, this, that's the whole key here is it. Even if the FDA is telling you it's vinyl chloride, then say, prove it. I want to see what it is. I want to test it. I want to see it. We have to question everything right now. Part of the goal of the WEF is to get you to to distrust all forms of government because at that point, they can roll in the new world order. And I've talked about this a number of times this week, and it really is ramping up. Something very big is brewing. Today, Putin spoke to his Duma and it is his senior leaders and said to them that for the now for the second time they are facing Panzer or German tanks fighting alongside the original Nazis and they are at war again. This is for Russia to for Putin to say that he's reviving the memories of World War II and he made a point of saying and there are crosses on the tanks. That's the Nazi fight of World War II. He also added that we will not respond with armor, but we will respond, and it won't end with armor either. Russia has some things up its sleeve. Don't be looking away on that one. Pay attention. And China has been doing a build to direct focus to Taiwan. I wouldn't at all be surprised if Russia and China made a simultaneous strike, one to Europe and one into Taiwan. And Taiwan falls to China and Europe falls under Russia. 
that would not surprise me one bit. And I don't see Russia holding Europe, but I see Russia probably liberating some of Europe from the Nazi regime that's running all of it. Question is, who's going to liberate us? And that answer is us. Unless we want some occupying force here. We've got to start coming to grips with the fact that this government is tyrannical. It's despotic. And it's not going to go away like that one piece we heard here earlier. Yes, they're psychopaths, but they're not going to go quietly in the dark. These people are willing, even if, if it is true that they burned vinyl chloride, they're willing to do it. If they created an incident that makes people believe they're, they're burning vinyl chloride, they're still willing to do it and make the belief so they can steal the property from the people. They're still pushing the injection on kids. And we're still getting absolutely nothing but jackjaw action out of the Congress because we're not hearing anything. We have the Senate telling Ukraine to not listen to the people of America, but instead listen to them because they're the ones that will make the decision on what money they get. We are being run by an occupied force already. So the question is, what are we going to do about it? And that gets us back to our counties and it gets us back to our revivals. We've got to raise the power of faith in this nation, and that heals, and that strengthens. But the army has to go on a march, ultimately, and we have to start cleaning out this mess and rooting it out at its core. And it begins with school boards, and it begins with county commissions, and it begins with librarians, and it begins with people that are hired in the county and the cities that are not voted in but are doing just as much damage with the way they do things. Eugene, Oregon recently just voted that they were going to ban natural gas stoves. There's no law on that books. That was a gaslighting that the Biden administration did, but that's what they've been doing the whole time. The left does this brilliantly. They gaslight stuff. It makes it into the mainstream media. Everybody goes, oh, I don't want that. And then some Neanderthal commission gets together and says, okay, we're going to make that a law. Well, they just did in Eugene, Oregon. But here's the best part about it. They voted to not have it be brought to a public vote. They just voted to make it happen. These sorts of gaps in our legals, in our legislative process in this nation are, are the gaps that have to be crushed and filled. There can be no option for people to do things like this anymore. And the problem we have on this horizon, which is another one, is to pay close attention how they're going to start offering artificial intelligence to replace people. That in itself is another thing to be concerned at because a lot of people will bite on it. They will say, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah, we can't trust people anymore, so let's trust chat, chat bots. Well, we've now learned that their chat bot has multiple personalities. And one of those personalities apparently wants to steal the nuclear codes and release, release a deadly virus. The ultimate problem is people being unwilling to do the hard work people unwilling to take responsibility and accountability in their lives and people not understanding that this life is not supposed to be convenient and easy. It's a challenge because we're supposed to be growing into the moral foundation that God wants us to. And the only way we're going to do that is getting our hands dirty. They're literally sowing seeds. And that's actually sowing seeds for your garden to grow some of your own food, to take accountability and responsibility in your life. But it's equally 
the sowing the seeds of the works and deeds that we do in our community. We have really migrated as a culture far away from the family and the importance in the, of the family and God at the center of the home. And all of this time we are in right now, all of these revivals, all of the different events that are going on, if we don't conquer the family, if we don't figure out how to get back to the family, that nuclear unit, with a with the revival of the appreciation for the extended family, which means taking care of our elderly, our wisdom class, if we can't get back to those things, we're going to have we will have fought a very long war for nothing. And all of that's going to be based on us right now in this time of what type of messages we are conveying to the youth, what type of examples we are giving to the youth. I'm excited about what's going on at Asbury. I'm excited to hear that it's spreading. But if we're going to sit back and just say, okay, well, this is great. Our youth is doing this. Our youth is leading this. Our youth also needs good examples They need to be reminded of what it is to be in families. Many of these youth don't even know what a family is other than a divorced family or a single-parent family. And that's the sickness in our culture. So, so much of this fight where we're at right now is going to center on each and every one of us making a decision if we're going to continue to pursue a life of convenience or if we're going to continue pursue that life of sowing seeds and getting our hands dirty. And at the center of all of that is accountability. We've got too much energy still in us, willful energy to jump and pursue the rabbit holes of fear and drama. I would add drama into that because drama is another kind of, and all of this is ultimately about the, the adrenaline cycle people get in. And just a couple last thoughts on this because I think it's important to really grasp. If you look at the conservative movement, one of the couple things that it does inordinately well, and one of those things is it's massively attention deficit disorder driven, ADD. It is the shiny silver object. And one thing happens and one thing happens and one thing happens and you'll see somebody just bounce across and bounce across and bounce across. There has to be a focus on accomplishing and completing things, like digging down and getting things done. And whatever else happens, that's irrelevant. God's army is brilliant because when we do that, there is no possible way to defeat that because there's so much redundancy in that system and equally so much intensity in the attack. It's really quite amazing. But we are going to end up stumbling badly in this fight if we cannot come to grips with our general addiction to the adrenaline hit that we get from the lack of focus that we create. So much right now is dependent on us zeroing in on some things to really awaken them. The Holy Spirit's right here, ready to awaken and walk with all of us. As I started this evening and I talked briefly about Yuba City and Glad Tidings Church, part of the conversation we had near the end was, what if this event that we have lights up to be another revival? And the greatest response I could have ever expected came. 
because something like that, like you see at Asbury, has taken up two prayers, two more prayer locations, and they've canceled all their classes for the rest of next week, and they're letting it happen. And so, if you're at a commercial event, say you're at a, let's say you're at a fairgrounds, and you're having a revival, and something lights off, and it starts to be that sort of energetic revival, I got news for you. They're not going to let it continue. They're going to be like, okay, sorry, um, your your time is up and your rental fee is up and you got to get out of here. But when I talked to them today at Glad Tidings Church, their response was this. That's what we're here for. If it happens, we'll adapt, we'll adjust, and we're going to let it flow. That's what this is about, patriots. We've got to let God back in our lives. We've got to let the excitement of Jesus take over this land. It's not about the sort of foolishness and material life that we've been told about. You can have all of that, but you'll never match, and we will never match anything in this world with the love and intensity that Christ brings into our heart. And at the end of the day, all of this stuff we're dealing with, this enemy is broken and defeated when we truly walk in the power of Christ. It has no chance. And all that ultimately falls to us. What path will we walk? Whom do we choose to serve? Let's pray. Father, we're very blessed today in coming here and and together as we do, just reflecting on the state of our world, which in itself is at best ADD, at, at worst, a Luciferian poop show. And what we're most taken by at the same time in parallel are these revivals that are sparking up around the nation. The prairie fire is growing. That's inspiring. So, Father, our prayers tonight are simple. May the days forward that we move continue to spark the many and uncounted number of revivals. May there be so many revivals that we can cease to count and no possible person can ever take credit for one or the other. May the efforts that we put in with Bard's Fest and other events that are happening around the nation as each of these nations, as each of these events goes, may they spark greater love, greater inspiration to chase after, run after the love in Christ. And in doing so, may we shed the burdens of fear and anxiety that have been woven into our skin by this maniac, psychopathic leadership that we have across the world. We pray for the many, those that are in fields of war right now, those that are in inner cities, those that are facing personal challenges because they can't get medical attention for things because they haven't taken the bioweapon, those that are in, in conflict of what to do for a job, those that are living with anxiety for whatever reason, those that are struggling with finding your love. Father, we just ask a simple prayer. May they meet Jesus. May they have the encounter with Christ that settles all of this once and for all. And may they find that love and that intensity so profound that the things that are agitating them, unsettling them, making them uneasy, putting doubt in their mind and just cast aside 
and to have that moment where they realize finally, once and for all, just put eyes on the cross and eyes with Jesus and all will be handled. Let us all, Father, in this moment, put our eyes on Christ and make the audible decision of whom we shall serve. Jesus, you are my Lord and King. I serve you and through you to the Father. Send me. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It's not really any more difficult than that in the end, but it's a hard path to get there many times, and I respect that. But let us be encouraged with ourselves encourage, uh, and encourage others that it's always going to end up being the same solution set for this. Eyes on Christ. We'll get through this as a nation. I don't know where we're going to end up, and really we shouldn't. We, it's none of our worry because God's got us. If this place gets divided into 50 countries or this place gets divided in two or we find a way to unify again, I don't know. But we can waste hours and hours and hours trying to second guess what God may do. And it's not ours to worry about. Where we need to be right now is tucked in tight in the body of Christ and through that in fellowship with one another. So again, to kind of close out a lot of thoughts and we'll talk a little bit more about it tonight in Fishers. The goal going forward is truly to create the experiences this year to build fellowship and, and ignite the Holy Spirit in people's hearts. That'll take different forms at different festivals. But at the center of every festival has to be that relentless, excited, magnificent pursuit of the love in Christ. And if we do that, that's a 100% victory, no matter where we touch our foot on this earth. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy, and crush it. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you on oh, tonight, Fishers of Men. Just a little bit. We get to see you again. Isn't that exciting? Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces 
we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 